Hey everyone, welcome to the Promise Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to like us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at My Promise Church. And to see what else is going on around here at Promise, please visit us at mypromisechurch.com. We hope this message you're about to listen to ministers to you and changes your life. Enjoy. worship in the house and I just want to say in that moment or in this moment right now it's a great moment for the word to go forth because your heart is fertile ground Jesus told that story about the farmer sowing the seed and he said sometimes it fell on thorny ground stony ground hard ground but sometimes it fell on soft ground I believe when we come into the presence of the Lord like this our hearts are soft. And I'm excited to bring the preacher to us today. Um, Brother Carl here, I affectionately call him, um, has been coming to us every January since 2014 uh, with the craziness of our world a year ago and with some health complications that he was having. Uh, he wasn't able to be with us, and um, but I'm grateful Uh, that he's going to be with us today. So if you would, stand with me. I know he's going to open the word in just a moment um, as he comes up here. Okay, all right, all right. There we go. And um, I want to say, I want to, I think for a lot of us, uh, he does not need an introduction, but uh, since it's been two years since he's been here, I know that God has added a lot of folks to our, our family here over the last two years. And so I want to give a little bit of an introduction. Um, he uh, reminded me in the first service that he uh, pastored for 45 years uh, in Indiana and in Tennessee. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Um, and how long have you been traveling now? They're figuring it out. They're adding it up. About 20 years he's been traveling. I know that he's been a blessing to our church, for sure. That's all right. And um, a blessing to our church, and only the Lord knows how many others. Uh, But he's been a tremendous uh, injection of faith. He has uh, really what I would say a prophetic ministry. He's he's very sensitive to the Spirit. He can read Uh, what we would say, maybe read the room, he can read the spirits and say, hey, the Lord's opening a way for healing right now. The Lord's opening a way for salvation right now. And I appreciate his ministry because he's able to just flow in that way. And so I just want to tell the church today, be open to that, be available uh, for the direction that God wants to go in this service because I believe uh, that God has something for us. And I just want to raise faith today because I believe in this moment right here, anything is possible. I believe that. And, 
and I, I, I want to say, you know, oftentimes the, the Lord, I, I want to just say the Lord meets us at the level of our faith. Is that right, Brother Carl? Because if he met us at the level of our need, there would be no need. So he meets us at the level of our faith. How many times did Jesus say, according to your faith, you are healed? According to your faith, we saw last week, according to your hunger, your daughter is set free. And I want to tell you today, I want to raise faith and just tell you that anything is possible in this moment. I told the first service that maybe your friend says it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. Maybe your spouse says it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. Maybe the lawyer said it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. Maybe a doctor said it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. In this house, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Somebody give an amen. Take a praise right there. Amen. Amen. I want to say to the church, uh, I honor um, I honor Brother Carl today. He's been uh, such a, a guiding light and a strength to me personally and to our church. Um, am I at home here? Are the cameras on? I don't know. Is, yeah. um, I, th- this church voted in my wife and I when I was 29 and my wife was 28. Now, I didn't want to say it then, but I didn't know what I was doing. I was, I was 29. But good men like this were, were for me and praying for me and praying for this church. And so I want to give him honor today. He uh, calls me and checks in on me. Uh, when 2020 was crazy, I can remember several times he called me and just said, hey, I was praying for you this morning. I was praying for Promise Church this morning. And that's worth more than gold. And I give him honor today and I love him. And I'm so glad that he's going to be able to speak to the church today. Let's give him a great welcome as he comes. Praise the Lord, everybody. Miracles may not come instantly. Many times in the Word of God, you will see the Lord even put clay or, or uh, you know, dirt on the eyes of a man that was blind. And he had to do something in order for his blindness to cease. He went and washed where Jesus told him to wash. I want to say to somebody here today, you may not have your complete miracle when you leave here, but this could be the beginning. of the miracle that you've been praying about and believing God for. I'm not going to have you remain standing because I am a very considerate preacher. But I want to read to you from the book of 2 Corinthians because that's what I read to the first church. And this is, of course, the second session. And I want to say that I left my notes with the pastor. And uh, 
I guess he went over them to see if they were going to be all right. But I want to go to the second book of Corinthians and the 10th chapter. And I did not know, believe me, I did not call the singing group and ask them what they were singing. I just felt led to read this and let this be the center of what we're talking about. Let me just add, this is not an accident that you're here. You know, it just didn't, well, oh, nope. You're here providentially. You're here because God wants you here. You're here because he wants to give you a miracle. Brother Ryan and Sister Christina are very, very wonderful friends. I love them, and I pray for them, and I pray for you all. I may not know all of your names, but you, you know the Lord does. And when I pray for the Promised Church, that means everybody. So don't hold that against me. I may not know your name, but I know God knows your name. And he knows where you are. And I want to read these scriptures where you can be seated. And I hope you don't get comfortable. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You're not going to receive from the Lord today if you're not really, really willing to shed your carnality and my carnality. So he says it's not carnal, but mighty, mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Somebody's going to have their stronghold Pull down today. Somebody, the devil's going to turn loose today. Because he's a loser anyway. I don't want a loser messing around with me. Casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I told the, I told the church in the nine o'clock service that if we could some way bring our thoughts into one thought, I want God to move. I want God to give a miracle to somebody here today. Let me just say this. It doesn't have to be a miracle for me to rejoice. It can be a miracle for any one of you, and I'm going to rejoice because I know God is giving you what you've been praying for and believing for. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Be careful as you go down, please. I want to, 
I want to read from the book of Jude. Now, I may be a little different than this morning's service. This is not afternoon. It almost is, so I can say morning and afternoon. <laughs> Beloved, in the book of Jude, chapter 1, because it's the only chapter in the book of Jude. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Now, in the book of Hebrews, it speaks that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders observe a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Now you've got to understand that faith was here before you. And faith was here before the worlds were made. Because the worlds are actually standing on the foundation of faith. And the Bible says in Hebrews also, in verse number 6 of this same chapter, but without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And there are eight different times, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be, and it's good sometimes to be mistaken because it puts you in a more humble position. You're always right. Then you're going to get a, a real big head. Every once in a while, you need to be wrong where your head will shrivel. You don't want a big head. But here is the word of God. This is the word of God, folks. This isn't me preaching to you. It's the word of God preaching to you. Before you come to God, you must have faith. When you get ready to come to the Lord... You've got to step out in the aisle and come forward. And that's faith. That's the foundation. That's the foundation of faith. And this is, of course, something that we must understand also, that if we're going to keep our faith, we must fight for our faith. I am willing to fight. For my worship. I am willing to fight for the truth. I'm willing to fight the devil because I believe the only way that I can get victory is to be willing to fight the good fight of faith. In Timothy, in Timothy chapter uh, 6 and verse 12, of 1 Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called 
and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I got ahead of you in coming here to Longwood. I got ahead of you and got a miracle before I got here. Because a month ago, I couldn't be standing on these two feet. But God gave me a miracle. And just as we need one another to help in our miracle, I believe that God gives us the right doctor to perform the right surgery in order for everything to turn out right. And a month ago, my wife will verify I would not be able to stand here for more than two minutes, and I would have to sit down. But this morning, I declare a miracle. I declare the power of God. I declare the works of the Spirit. I declare the power of the Holy Ghost. For he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Let me tell somebody here today, there's a miracle sitting right by you. There's a miracle sitting right by you right now. And if you'll reach out your hands and your faith, God will give you that miracle right now. Hallelujah. Now faith. Now faith. Now faith. I'm willing to fight for a miracle. The devil doesn't want you to have a miracle. That gives you another testimony. They told me a long time ago, and I'm sure you've heard it from your pastor, but it's good to throw it in. You've got to have a test before you can have a testimony. You've got to have a test. Don't think for one moment when... You know, you come to God, and you're going to get rid of the flesh. But see, what you've been doing, 21 days of prayer and fasting, those 21 days, you have died, and the Spirit has resurrected. God has given you abundant faith because you have, you have captivated your mind through the Holy Ghost. You've captivated it. And the Bible tells us in one area where they were gathered with uh, uh, one another in the disciples, the Bible says that they were praising God and suddenly there was a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Why did it fill the house? Because their minds were captivated by the Spirit. Their minds were captivated by the Spirit. So you've got to fight against the flesh. You've got to fight against your doubt. You've got to fight against your fear. Amen. I remember... A few years ago when they had real boxing. Y'all ever heard of real boxing? Don't go in and, you know, slap them on the 
side of the face. I mean, they walloped him. And I had the, uh, I had the joy. I felt like it was joy. It wasn't his fleshly joy, but I enjoyed it. I, wa- I, I enjoyed watching somebody hit somebody else. <laughs> I didn't enjoy them hitting me, but I enjoyed. Man, that's a good one. <laughs> and a few years ago. They had a man come in the middle of the ring. Do you remember before the fights? And and they would drop a microphone. It just come right out of the ceiling. And he would grab hold of that microphone and he would tell who was in there going to fight. He would say, in this corner over here, is Cassius Clay. And in the other corner, and he would tell him how much he weighed and, you know, all of that stuff, which, <laughs> what difference does it make? They're going to fight. <laughs> I mean, I don't care how much he weighed. <laughs> and then in the other corner was Sonny Liston. Remember that fight back in 62? 1962, and Cassius Clay, he was, you know, the, the, the one that was contending. He was contending for the heavyweight championship of the world. And uh, so that man that was in the middle of the ring, he would grab that mic and give Sonny Liston's dimensions. He's 240 pounds, and, you know, he's the heavyweight champion of the world. And then he would say something that I've never forgotten. He would just kind of put, pick up the pace a little bit, and he would say, Let's, not like that, let's get ready. Tarumba! How many have heard that? You just did, so raise your hand. Just You just heard it. If they'd ever heard me say that, they would have fired that man. Said, we got a new let's get ready to rumble guy. But then they would start fighting. I say here today that it's time for the church to get ready to rumble. It's time for your faith to get bigger than it's ever been before. You may be the little one, but if you got the faith, you can become the big one. Because when God gets on your side, sir... When God gets on your side, ma'am, God is going to win the battle every time. There's victory in the house today. Strongholds are going to come down. Hallelujah. I believe right now, this very moment, if somebody would put your foot in front of your other foot and come toward this altar, that God is waiting on you to give you the greatest miracle 
that you have ever had in all of your life. Hallelujah. Who's ready for a miracle? Who's ready for a miracle? Put your feet on the foundation of faith today. Put your feet on the foundation of faith. Believe it like you've never believed it before. Hallelujah. You see, I want God to do something for you that you'll be talking about a year from now. When my brother came to God, afterwards he spoke in tongues for three days. I would actually talk to him, and he would talk back to me in tongues. For three days, I got up at the breakfast table and sat right by him on the other side of the table. And I would try to talk to him, and all he would do was talk to God. What a miracle. What a change God's bringing in somebody's life here today. Did you know that when you are baptized in Jesus' name, that there is a covenant? Did you know God honors covenants? He still honors Abraham's covenant, and Abraham is dead and gone. But that bloodline continues. And that covenant continues. It's sort of like being in the promised church. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Promise. Abraham, I promise you that your seed will be like the stars of heaven. Can you imagine how Abraham felt? How is that possible? But you see, God doesn't live in a time zone. He lives in eternity. And when God speaks, he speaks of eternity. We hadn't quite gotten there yet. Amen. But if you will hold on to the promise that God gave you and will give you, I want to tell you that promise will last eternity. Hallelujah. I'm going to declare... I'm going to declare that when Jesus forgives you, that he forgives you for good. He forgets it for good. You know, that ought to make you feel like a new man. When the Lord forgives you and gives you something to shout about and to praise God for, I want to tell the church here today, there is no promise that God makes that he breaks. And if he said, I'll be your healer, he promised it. If he said, I'll be your salvation, he promised it. Here today, God's going to do miraculous things. 
He's going to do something in your life that you're going to talk about a year from now. Hallelujah. Come on up here and let's see what God will do in the midst of his church today. I believe this is the foundation for the rest of the year. It could be the foundation for the rest of your life if you'll believe it with all your heart. Line up on the far side to my right and to your left. What we're going to do is let you go through this line. And when you go through the line, there is going to be a contact made from those that are up here. And when they make contact with you, it's going to release the Spirit of God. And it's going to release the miracle that God is going to do for you. So it's important today. Very important. And as you come through, you don't have to stay in just one spot. Just keep moving where everybody can be included. If you need healing, get in the line. If you need salvation, get in the line. If you need the Lord to do something that you don't even want to talk about, get in the line. Because he is a God that can keep a secret. He's a God that wants to do a miracle in your life today. Sing and praise the Lord and let's see what the Lord is going to do in the house. There's a foundation of faith in the house today. A foundation of faith. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Share this message with a friend and don't forget to hit subscribe. See you next time.